please come back when you can afford to make a purchase. Your kids are starving. Carl's Jr. believes no child should go hungry. You are an unfit mother. Your children will be placed in the custody of Carl's Jr. Carl's Jr. Fuck you. I'm eating. Hello, everybody. Uh, welcome to So What'd You Think? This is a movie podcast show where we, uh, me and a guest will come on after just having seen a movie for the first time, and then we talk about it and discuss it. Um, this week, I brought on a new guest. Uh, this is Connor. Why don't you introduce yourself? Hey, Mom and Dad. Um listening <laughs> I, hope, I hope not actually um hi yeah my name is connor um we watched a fun mike judge movie today um mm-hmm. i think it's very deep and it's, it has a lot to say about society so i'm excited to talk about it i don't even know if you're being sarcastic <laughs> i think that's the genius that's the genius that's the genius behind this movie honestly um <laughs> Um, yeah, you're probably, uh, you're the only, you're the first film major we've had on this show, so oh, interesting. You're, you're actually probably the most qualified person that's ever been on this show. Jeez, that's a lot of pressure. How does that feel? <laughs> hopefully, hopefully I can live up to the name. Hopefully. Yeah. Gosh. Nah. Yeah, bring, bring your A game. Bring, bring all the terminology you've learned from... I think I'm gonna bring, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just purposefully bring my D game, and I'll bring the, okay. bring, bring the name of that's probably the USC than... Film School down. <laughs> Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, so the movie we watched this week was Idiocracy, which is a Mike Judge film. Uh, same guy did like Office Space, Beavis and Butthead, Silicon Valley, um, a bunch of impressive stuff, actually. Um, funny guy. <laughs> yeah, funny guy. <laughs> Interesting Absolutely. repertoire. Um, basically, I guess I'll try to explain this movie. Um, is basically a pretty average man named like Joe Bauer, some the some most, boring name, the most stereotypical <laughs> movie protagonist name, yeah. Joe Bowers. Yeah. Um, and he basically it goes into a sleeping pod along with this prostitute. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> she's from the private sector. Yeah. And they're, they're, they're supposed to wake up in a year, but something goes wrong, and they wake up five hundred years in the future. Um, and apparently humanity has devolved, um, and they have gotten dumber, and now he's become the smartest man in the world. That is the plot of this movie, um, which sounds pretty interesting. Um, I feel like there was potential for a lot of (laughs) really interesting topics about it, and... I don't know if they, <laughs> yeah, they fall through with all. That. They could have dug a lot deeper with the uh, the social commentary. It's just yeah. it's weird. I remember there was a whole slew of articles a couple of years ago talking about the the hidden genius of idiocracy <laughs> and kind of kind of comparing really it to, to modern day society. <laughs> and you know, it's if it's genius, it's it's hidden genius. It's it's well hidden. <laughs> um. But yeah, just a reminder, this is going to be like spoiler filled because <laughs> we just watched it. Um, but before we do that, um, let's just give our non-spoiler thoughts real quick and then we'll jump in. Thoughts. So, what, so what, what did you think, Connor? What did you think of this movie? You know, I had been looking forward to watching this movie for a couple of years. And I think I went in with <laughs> unrealistically high expectations for a movie with, with a log line like this one had. Um <laughs> I thought the production design was 
strangely good. <laughs> and they, like, they, somebody, somebody cared a lot about this movie and put put effort into creating this world and and the CG. There were so many CG shots where I was like, wow, they, they really went for the CG. They really went for like the sci-fi dystopian future. It was an epic, honestly. <laughs> an eighty-four minute sci-fi it's epic. A, yeah. um, the shortest epic, but the shortest yeah. epic of all time. It's like it's like an epic poem. <laughs> Yeah, you know, um, yeah, you listen. Succinct, come up with. you know, it really it got what it needed to say in that amount of time. <laughs> so, all right, spoiler-free thoughts, um, <laughs> man. I, I like, I'm, I'm, I'm wondering for like what I can, I can get at. The acting was fine. I'm just, like, like Luke, Luke Wilson yeah. is just the most average man. He plays an average playing actor it. playing an average man. Yeah, it, it works <laughs> yeah. if you're, if you're going to typecast. Yeah. I thought yeah. my Rudolph was funny. I, I don't know. I had heard a lot more about Terry Crews's role being interesting. Okay. Like, like, I didn't even know he was in the movie. Yeah, like, I don't think most people do. It's because he, he plays a much smaller role than, mm. I, than I thought. I thought yeah. he'd be a little... And I didn't, I didn't realize that Dak Shepard was going to be such a big... Yeah. part of it too yeah um i don't know i like dax dax is fine um i thought that <laughs> the setup was was pretty weak honestly they, <laughs> like I, I just from a structural standpoint i didn't understand why they, they would have they had a lot of exposition from the narrator and then they would have like a 25 minute stretch yeah. where he wouldn't say anything and then he yeah, would come back the narration was just going to be at the beginning and then it like would randomly come back and we're like oh we're, we're still doing that it would just it would, <laughs> it would fill in gaps and honestly like there was one there's one courtroom scene where it seemed like they filmed luke wilson's full response and that was going to be the scene and yeah. then i think that in in post they were just like yeah hey, fuck it we don't like it let's just cut as much as possible make like, it as short <laughs> Gave a really passionate speech, but we're not going to show it. Yeah, <laughs> so no, the narrative. Like the entire movie, it would be like they would just cut scenes shorter because they'd be like, "Ah, this is going on too long. Let's just have the narrator say it in ten seconds yeah. and then move on to the next thing." It's and almost it's like just, the audience itself. They like thought that we're as dumb as the people in the movie or something. Well, honestly, I think I. That, I think that's one place where where the movie actually succeeds is that I think it makes the audience feel as dumb as the people in the movie, and I think that I, I did feel dumber. I think after the movie, <laughs> I was like, man, yeah, like, watch something else. You know, watch like a, a Citizen Kane again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think mean, it's so funny going back to back Citizen Kane to this. Yeah, this is very different. If we keep track, <laughs> we did Citizen Kane last week. Which one do you think has uh, made more of an impact on the landscape of filmmaking? Idiocracy, for sure. For sure. Yeah, oh, for sure. I'm, at least we see eye to eye on that. Yeah, no, I think that's a given. That's really important. Um, what did What did you think? What did you think of the movie? Yeah, general thoughts. Um, it was kind of stupid. <laughs> Just kind of. I, I had higher expectations going into this. I think. I think the plot was the the premise. I think is interesting. I think they could have. I thought they were going to go a lot more with like social commentary. Um, and there were some like clever, funny j- bits that they had. But it didn't really go too much deeper. It was, it almost played as like a like a dumb comedy, like just like some other like comedy, just with like a cool premise. Yeah, it's kind of like if Dumb and Dumber were set in the future. Yeah. What would, what would happen? Yeah. And if there was only one, so if if, if Dumb was sent to the future, that's basically what this movie was. Yeah. I agree. I I almost wonder, what if this movie was made five years after Trump was elected? 
you know. Yeah, right? I think like, it almost would have been more interesting now. Like, I feel like they, if they remade that movie, like the just like the climate like we're in now, like they could have gone a lot more with like climate change, like the presidency, like I don't know. There's a, there's a lot of oh, yeah. ways to take that movie. <laughs> I, yeah, I think that's interesting. I, I remember reading one article talking about how like the world of idiocracy would be like a best case scenario for humanity because yeah. we we would have survived climate change another 500 years we would have we would have elected another black president in Terry Crews which yeah, is that's honestly, pretty progressive that's pretty good because that was before Obama when that, this movie came out that's very true so that was really Obama. that was the first black president <laughs> Terry Crews Terry Crews yeah. first <laughs> breaking news it's official yeah um yeah, but I, I wonder, like, in, in a post-Trump world, how we would react to the concept of not only an idiotic president, but having an entirely idiotic country. Because, I mean, that's essentially that's essentially what this yeah. film is getting at, is that the American electorate is stupid and is getting stupider by the day. <laughs> and so and, <laughs> yeah. if we, and if we don't yeah. watch ourselves, then, like, this could be a potential future for us down the line if we don't kill ourselves in nuclear yeah. war or with climate change anytime soon. But <laughs> yeah, I feel like this movie is actually is pretty relevant to, like, what, today is issues but like it's totally like just like a uh, like a coincidence like because yeah, <laughs> like they had no intention of that like when they made the movie i don't think yeah because it came out in like, like 2005 yeah i think it's 2005 yeah so it was kind of it was kind of pre 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 like very stark social division yeah pre yeah. any concept of having a fucking idiot in the white house like yeah yeah, yeah. um yeah we're, we're gonna go into spoilers though now just because in case you're still listening <laughs> Because <laughs> there's anyone there that's like, I'm just gonna listen to this without having seen the movie. <laughs> um, what's the what do you um, think? What's the biggest spoiler that you were avoiding? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Was there any like, <laughs> like I don't know? This I whole know. plot is so predictable that like there's not. I guess the biggest spoiler is that like there was no there was no time machine. But that was so obvious. Yeah. Like, the whole movie, I was like, there's not going to be a time machine. And then there wasn't a time machine. I was like, oh, yeah. There yeah, was. it was like, you know the whole time it's going to be a bit. Like, I don't know what it's going to be, but it's going to yeah. be some, like, shitty payoff at the end of the movie. Yeah, and, it, was. And it, it was. It was totally totally unsatisfying. Was. It was very unsatisfying. Gosh. I loved the concept of the party on the White House lawn at the end of the movie. I thought that was pretty fun. Uh, oh, yeah. Just because, like, I don't know. I would just, I like, if, if, if those still existed, like, those, those existed back in, like, early America. Mm-hmm. Um, like up until like when Andrew Jackson was president and then shit went down and yeah, then yeah, yeah. people started getting violent so they, they yeah that's when they ended it but like if that was still a thing I think we would all love each other and I think America would be a really happy place so that's a really good point honestly if Trump if Trump <laughs> wants to have like Sunday barbecues on the White House lawn and just invite everybody <laughs> I think I think it's, it's I think a slippery it's slope idea. though you know we could end up like Terry Crews and the future of like of America that's true that's true who do you think has flown or silkier hair, Terry Crews in this movie, or Donald Trump? Ooh, that's a good question. <laughs> Probably Terry Crews. I don't know. Probably Terry Crews. Nice, nice haircut. Yeah. I'm really, honestly, I'm really upset that he didn't have a bigger part in the movie. Like, I think, mm-hmm. like, because, all right, so for people listening at home, the concept of the character is that he was a professional wrestler who turned into a porn star who then mm-hmm. became president. And that's honestly like that's not too far. It's not off. too far stretch. Like there, uh, Trump. Give it a hundred years, maybe. Maybe <laughs> no. like legit. Like I remember when Trump 
retweeted something where it was from his guest appearance on the on WWE where they superimposed Hillary mm-hmm. Clinton's face on somebody and then he like choke slams them and I'm like this is this yeah. is the president and then I like thinking back to idiocracy it's like it's really not it's really not that far off so it's just, I don't know yeah, it actually is kind of scary the more you compare Terry Crews and Donald Trump it's like oh my god yeah it's super scary plus he yeah. fucks he fucked a porn star Donald Trump yeah. did you know he's not a porn star thank god but yeah <laughs> that's our next president that'll be the one after that yeah I think that, that's good think about it like we've had like this is over like 300 years and we finally gotten to Donald Trump you know mm-hmm. this is 400 years in the future if we're already at Donald Trump 300 years now, 400 years later, I can't even imagine. That's true. That's and we, true. And it continues going down the trajectory. <laughs> the that fall from grace that America's had. Wow. Yeah. That's so true. That's so true. Yeah, I was like, it's crazy that, oh, like, he was, like, a TV star, like, a, a billionaire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, like, mm-hmm. 400 years, it's going to be, like... Yeah, who knows? It'll be, like, Trump's great-great-great-great-great-great-grandson who yeah. just, like, does, does porn full-time. It's just like, fuck it, I'm going to use daddy's money. <laughs> and we're going to do, do it all again. Yeah. Well, I think what what was an interesting point at the beginning of the movie they made is that it's like dumb people are like accidentally make more children than smart people do, and that's probably the smartest thing the movie ever said. It's <laughs> kind of interesting. Well, is that true? Like, do you think that's true? Oh, I I know for a fact it's true. You know, it's it's serious. Like, yeah, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, I don't have any studies in front of me. To, to I was like, give me, give me some statistics. Get <laughs> facts. I wish, but I know, like, I remember learning about in, um, I think it was AP AP US history in high school, where mm-hmm. people in lower classes will have more kids because it, it, it used to not be a sure thing that your kids were sure, yeah. would survive. So you would, yeah, you like would have Catholic. Would have, fa- that's why Catholic families are so big and like mm-hmm. farming and like they'd always have like fifteen kids or whatever. Yeah, you'd have as many kids as possible because one you needed you needed help to till the land and and like grow the crops and then you didn't know how many of them were going to survive so you wanted to have as many as possible but people who are wealthier you know there was there was more of a sure thing that they would survive and so and wealthier people have other things going on in their lives yeah exactly i also think it has something to do with like wealth just like people can afford birth control like iud's are like expensive you know, like mm-hmm. condoms are like faulty. Like, it's kind of like that. Do people still get like, IUDs? Is that still a thing? Yeah, it's a big thing. It's a big thing. Yeah, it I seems know, like it's getting bigger. I know girls. That's shoot, like the new thing. They get these weird bars in their arms. Oh, I heard those aren't as good though. Those aren't as good. I think IUDs are like more foolproof. IUDs scare me. They look like anchors. It's just like you're just shut. Yeah. Whatever. I but get, then you, you don't have to worry about it for like five years. You just like put it up there. Five years later, you replace it. Like that's it. You just do like you do an oil change, like <laughs> yeah, Doctor Bing Bam Boom, you're out of there. Yeah. Got it. You got a new idea. Gosh. Yeah. yeah, I feel like this is why men in America shouldn't be making decisions on women's reproductive rights because yeah. we have no idea what yeah, we're talking we about. Shouldn't be talking about because we don't know enough about it. Gosh, that's so funny. Yeah, yeah. No, I thought that was that was a really good point. That was a really good point, especially with the the neighbor woman who was, yeah. was also having sex with the guy. And then yeah, you yeah, started yeah. chasing him with the board. Gosh. Yeah. No, I, I think that's I think that's really interesting. And then the rich family was just like so preoccupied in their own work. And then mm-hmm. like just like he died. <laughs> he like had a heart attack. He had a heart attack while masturbating. She wanted to be a sperm donor. He wanted to just donate sperm to his wife. Yeah. Gosh. That's, yeah, that, that that's the pretty real, funny. That's the real death of America. Is when, yeah. is when we start having heart attacks. Yeah. Yeah. Well, honestly, I think the premise of the movie is like relatively believable. 
Honestly, like the way they kind of convinced me at the beginning there with that whole like poor people reproduce more and then yeah poor people lead to poor people and this and like dumber people or whatever yeah um, i mean like if you if you believe in evolution which hopefully we hopefully we all do at this point <laughs> ben you, you would believe that you know over time if if lower iq people are you know mm. having kids with other lower iq people we're just going to keep going down the rabbit hole and then yeah. it just like we'll never stop <laughs> And also at the beginning, they were talking about natural selection and, like, oh, over time, like, natural selection. Like, they didn't really go in-depth enough that I was hoping they'd go, but, like, mm-hmm. natural selection now is, like, almost gone, Especially, particularly for, like, humans, I feel like. Because now we have, like, the medicine to, like, treat people who have, like, illnesses that would otherwise die in the past. So now these That's people true. who have, like, disabilities or whatever are, like, getting the same treatment and are, like, living. Mm-hmm. So... There is, I remember, I know, like, it's not cool to talk about Louis C.K. anymore, and I totally understand why, but there's a really funny Louis C.K. bit where he's talking about... Um, he's going to do it anyway. I'm just going to do it anyway. I'm just going to screw it. Um, and he's, he's talking, he's like, I know I shouldn't think this. I know I shouldn't think this. And, like, obviously, like, kids that have peanut allergies, like, need to be taken care of, and, like, we should obviously like, give them the proper food and, like, make mm-hmm. sure that they're okay and, like, make sure that they never eat anything with peanuts in it. But maybe if a peanut kills them then they shouldn't they should die and <laughs> we, we should move on as yeah. a species like I, th- I just thought I think that that bit's so funny because it's like honestly like it, if we do look at <laughs> humans as like being an animal you know like yeah. may, I don't know well it's just kind of interesting because it's like we're, we're fostering people who have like allergies like that and it's only going to create people who are more prone to like peanut allergies mm-hmm. and then this and if, if people with peanut allergies also are having oh, kids yeah. with other people with peanut allergies yeah. then we're just gonna have a bunch of people that can't eat peanuts and then we're and then if peanuts <laughs> get in at, like where you have you have one accidental peanut spill <laughs> in yeah. some batch or something and you have like five thousand people just drop dead one day like, yeah I don't, I don't know i don't know i just i it's <laughs> it's worth no it's worth talking about because it's it's kind of what the movie's pre- premise is except with like iq like they're just dumb people who instead of like being like dying from dumb shit or like instead yeah instead of dying from like, peanuts or pr- dying reproducing from... more and are taking over the population it's just like yeah what is it's an interesting you... idea it really is it's just it's something that i i don't think mike judge is necessarily the person to be delving into yeah. that idea and, and expanding it and i think yeah. i think it's it's clear that like this is a premise movie and not a product movie like there's like yeah. there's nothing on the back end that really validates the premise and it makes me think that this is a strong strong like it, not, not it's like it's a strong enough movie but it's it was definitely not like a well thought out movie and it was it was definitely yeah. it, it it he clearly didn't have a plan for it to like have a social impact afterwards yeah i think like why i was so like interested in seeing this movie is because like i read the premise for it and i was like wow that's so interesting i feel like there's gonna be so much to talk about about this movie and then you go see it and it's like really disappointing how it's just a dumb comedy and there's like hardly any social like there's some social commentary but like it could have been so much more where where do you think the social commentary comes in other other than the having stupid kids i mean just like I mean, they talk about, like, how trash is built up, and, like, there's, like, these huge mountains of, like, landfills, and, like, no one's dealing with this problem, so, like, there's this whole idea that, like, we're ruining the earth, and, like, 400 years later, there's, like, whole cities that are just gone, and they're instead, like, trash piles. Um, Yeah, Wally stole that. (laughs) 
by the way. Oh, we, yeah. We see you, Disney. Yeah. This um, is a live-action Wally. This is basically what that movie is. Because, like, people, like, especially when they meet the, whatever, the, the one guy, like, the, whatever his name is. Which, wait, which scene, What's his which name? Scene? Dax. Oh, oh, Frito. Frito, yeah. Mm. yeah. He's sitting, like, on a toilet, and he's, like, watching TV, and he, he's just, like, a mindless guy, and he, like, talks really, like, dumb. Mm-hmm. Like, basically, the fat people from Wally. Yeah, they're, yeah. like, sitting in, like, these little, like, wheelchairs being moved around by, and they're, like, watching TV. That's so true. And he was watching his show. It's Wally, man. Literally, <laughs> the guy just gets hit in the balls over and over and over again. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. that's true. It is It is very well. That's true. I, I guess I, I, I noticed the visual similarities, but I hadn't thought farther than that. But yeah, it is really similar to Wally. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I, and I feel. Wally and Eva. And oh, gosh. Luke yeah. Wilson and Maya Rudolph. Classic. They're set up to change everything. Are you saying <laughs> They're that, robots that are smarter than the people. Are you saying that Eva's a hooker? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Wow, I'm just looking at. I need to watch Wally again because now I have this whole new light. Of That's true. That's true. Even me being a prostitute. I think maybe we should maybe we should look into it and see if Disney hired any other writers of this movie to, yeah. to help out on Wally. But well, honestly, do, yeah. you, do you feel like they they went far enough with that line of thinking that that we're not taking care of the world and that we're not being good stewards of no, nature? No, I don't think they. I think they should have gone more with it. Yeah, I totally agree. Because honestly, like, if we're thinking- I was six when this movie came out, like, was it a huge conversation, you know, like, when, in 2005 about, like, climate change? I feel like it wasn't as big, like, it was a, it was an issue, for sure, but, like, was it as talked about? Well, then, that, like, that would that like, have been as prevalent of like a discussion point for a movie? I think that was that was back in the day, the days when they would they were calling it global warming, and, and Al Gore mm-hmm. was still kind of at the forefront because of the 2000 election. And I That's I true. don't know I don't know when <sighs> an inconvenient truth finally came out. Yeah, but, I'm gonna yeah I'm gonna um, keep talking. Uh, keep talking. I'll, yeah, I'll look that but, up, but I, know, I think I think it actually was before this movie. I so. think it was before this movie too. So I, I definitely think it was it was a big issue. But I, I it was six actually. It was after this movie. After this movie. Okay. Oh, interesting. Hmm. It just it seemed like they were they were making kind of they were making light of this inevitability of climate change rather than understanding that it is something that can be fixed. And if you make an important statement on it, then then people might be able to change their minds. Mm-hmm. But just it, but acting acting like the wor- the worst possible outcome of climate change is that we just have big trash piles and, and dust bowls and 500 years in the future like yeah. and then it's solved by replacing an energy drink with water <laughs> like oh we solved the dust bowl like yeah like, it's almost like yeah i almost like didn't like that answer like it's like funny and it plays comedically like all right but like it's not that's not the answer <laughs> especially yeah. like i don't know like it's, it's more complex than that and they like almost dumbed it down for the movie but like it, it ruins the the commentary about it. Yeah, like, I, you're gonna I go for this dust bowl thing. I wonder. I wonder if the commentary is trying to say it's not a complicated issue. Like climate change is is very easy to see, and if we mm-hmm. were more willing to to just understand it and not view it as being so complex, then maybe we could come up with solutions to it. Um, and so if if that's what he was going for, I I could kind of see it, but it didn't come across that way in the movie yeah. at all. Well, now you say it, I'm trying to, uh, I mean, I'm probably analyzing this too much, but I feel like, <laughs> like when, like when the president was talking about all these problems and you're like, he's like, oh, like we've talked about this so many times, like all these problems and everyone's like, yeah, like the dust bowl, like the crops, we got to fix all these things and no one's doing anything about it. Like everyone's aware of it, but no one's doing anything about it, mm. which is kind of parallels like what's happening now. Everyone is aware of it and everyone thinks it's a problem, but no one's really doing any active thing to do anything about it. Well, I, th- I think... What's what's good about 
not about stupid people. I wouldn't say that's a good thing about stupid people. But a, a good thing about the people in this movie, at least, is that they are willing to understand what's wrong with the world, and they're willing to understand yeah. that it needs no to be fixed. No one was denying it. No one was denying it. That would have no. been interesting if there was like a, a certain group of dumb people that were like even dumber than the dumb people, or something. <laughs> like they, then they're like denying that the dust bowl was even happening. You know? Yeah, like, yeah. Because that, 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 be that would parallel a lot more to, to modern society, almost. Yeah. Because it, like at least in this movie, like everyone could agree these are things that we need to fix. We don't know mm-hmm. how to do it, but we but we know that it's a problem. And the issue with to, and. and they, none of them are claiming that they're very smart as well. Like, no, yeah. like even even the president never claims to be the smartest person, and he's very willing to say, yeah, no, oh, this, yeah. this guy did well on this test. He's the, he's the smartest guy in the world. We'll, we'll let him figure it out. Rather yeah. than, Which rather is something than, Donald Trump probably wouldn't do. He probably would say he's probably. the smartest person in the world. <laughs> yeah, and, I, and legitimately, I think that that's, that's a big issue with, with modern American society is that everyone has become so narcissistic and, mm-hmm. and believes so firmly in their own opinion and their own intelligence that they are very unwilling to accept that there are problems that are outside of their own worldview and Mm -hmm. there are things that might need to be fixed that they're not focusing on um and so at least the people in this movie like were on a common playing field and they could they could move they could move up from there which is i think that's something that we should try to emulate honestly yeah honestly because think about 400 years in the future like climate change Bad things are going to be happening in the next, like, 50 to 80 years, mm-hmm. like, like serious, irreversible repercussions. 400 years in the future, we're definitely going to be worse off than this movie. So much so worse. honestly, so this movie off. is almost an idealistic version. Like, and people, there's no deniers, like, in this, in this future world, and, like, everyone, like, there's no, like, narcissism, like... There was, like, national unity, and they all, like... They yeah, all, they, they all, all was on the same page. Like, there was no... It didn't seem like there was a very much, like, of a Democratic-Republican side. It yeah, was just, like, everyone <laughs> was trying to fix it, you know? Yeah, and then, like, there weren't any tensions, like, all, yeah, the, there was no all they wanted to debate, do... No, no various opinions. Yeah, it was, like, all they wanted to do was eat Carl's Jr. and go <laughs> go get hot lattes at Starbucks. Like, that's... Everybody was just kind of, kind of in it for the same thing things um yeah but like, honestly like i don't think mike judge was necessarily going for that but like <laughs> i think the article you read is like kind of right yeah no, no like, I, I agree i can't even like fathom like what 400 years in the future is going to look like i yeah i i wonder where the divisions are going to end and and i wonder if we'll ever come to a point as a society where we can kind of be like this world in idiocracy where we can all kind of come back to that common playing field that we had mm-hmm. 50 to 60 years ago you yeah. know like it, like even this movie like ra- racial division wasn't a thing like i, I yeah. never i never noticed that like even even on yeah like if you look at the makeup of the cabinet it was like there was there was a woman on the cabinet there was a latino yeah. guy on the cabinet there was a kid they're not being ageist either which was yeah. good <laughs> you know like that's true yeah there was a lot of unity which is yeah it's actually kind of strange because yeah. i would say i mean there was a lot of like use of like the word fag and retard in it but i think that was more of just like the making of the movie in 2005 mm-hmm. than like saying anything about like how they would talk in the future i think that was just like common vocabulary and that was just like a funny thing to say in yeah, 2005 I, I, I think it had nothing to do with how Mike Judge perceived 2,500, <laughs> you know. Yeah, like, I think that's that's very forgotten about this era of movie making too, especially comedies. Is like they used to say "fag" all the time, all the time. Yeah. Like that's the thing about comedies is they don't age very well. No. Like that's that was a big discussion point we talked about with Animal House is how 
horribly offensive that movie is now looking back on it and like for instance like my dad like loves that movie and he did not like think about that like when he when he thinks about the movie he didn't like remember that at all until he rewatched the movie and he realized like all this stuff like there's a joke in there about there's a sleeping girl and there's this whole debate of how these two like an angel and a devil pops up on his shoulder and he's like debating whether or not he should have sex with her and it's a whole bit they do wow <laughs> it's just flat out rape yeah yeah and it was just like that was a joke they had in the movie and Jeez. it ages horribly like we watched that and we were just like mouths agape like mm. how that's yeah, insane like how, can, how can you even how can you even write that let alone film that mm. and release that and people find it funny and have it not be the most talked about oh, thing in that movie. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I think that's part of the reason why comedians are just like so unwilling and so unable to like mm-hmm. speak to a to a modern day audience is because like when they were growing up, like so many things were funny that aren't funny anymore. Like you can't yeah. you can't joke about rape in the same way. You can't you can't joke about like saying the word fag in the same way. And you yeah. shouldn't. Like I'm glad that we're evolving enough yeah, yeah. as a society to move past these things, but like for for a lot of people like that brand of comedy is is like what their bread and butter has been for their entire careers and so like being able to change is just, just not possible but yeah yeah that's that's it, really interesting about animal house for sure yeah no it's really weird and like my dad also loves like this eddie murphy stand-up and like he showed it to me and there's this whole like probably 10 minute bit about how like he just goes on about like the stereotypes of gay people and he says like the word fag over and over oh, yeah. again. Oh yeah. And it's talking about all these horrible stereotypes and it's like very homophobic, but it like it, it's like really funny to like people but when it came out and like mm-hmm. my dad didn't really remember that bit until he watched it and he's like, Ooh, that's yeah, really not okay. And even even if the people like and do it, it ruins like the, think that it's funny, like they don't necessarily remember it as being offensive. Yeah. And like like yeah. it, that just wasn't that it wasn't even part of the vernacular of the time was thinking that those things were offensive. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, even movies like and this came out in two thousand five, which is like thirteen years ago, which is like really not that long ago. And there's a lot of like a lot of things that they said that were like mm-hmm. long running bits that they would do about like the word retard or fag and it's just like not okay now. Like that would not be made now. I, yeah, I think it's funny. It's like not not only in the in the visual style, like the the crappy CG and, mm-hmm. and kind of you know just like the cinematography in general, but like even the writing, especially like this movie feels dated. It feels old. Oh yeah, which it, is, yeah, the, like, the CG is horrible. Like garbage. Just talking about after. <laughs> oh, like it, I, no way it looked good in two thousand five. Still, like that's bad for two thousand five. Like Batman I, Begins came out in two thousand five. You're not talking about the bad I, CG in that. I don't. I don't even know what is and what isn't good anymore, according to like historical yeah. movies. Like if you if you go back, I remember like when Incredibles two came out. Like my girlfriend wanted to watch the first one, so we went back and watched the mm-hmm. first one. The CG in the first Incredibles is awful. Like yeah. like legitimately like they kind of got the same style though with the new one. They but they, like, they, it's, they, like, they it's like purposefully like old style yeah. animation I feel but like but they like they cleaned up the edges for sure yeah. and yeah. and you really you really notice that like I, that technology just wasn't there back yeah. in 2004 I mean if you watch like Toy Story like oh it's, it's a bad. totally different t- style of animation like it's like this like so not evolved like to what it is now like movies like mm-hmm. Coco like yeah it's insane. That's true. Like I, I shouldn't, I shouldn't it's say so that it's, like, it's, it's bad animation because it's like it's not bad animation for the time. Yeah. It was it incredible was amazing. and it yeah. was revolutionary. But you know, by by modern standards, a, a lot of things can be definitely looked back upon, and, and you can say, oof, you know. Yeah. 
but at, at the time, clearly it was good. So, but I think for idiocracy, I think it was bad even then. Even like, then, I think so. Yeah, it was pretty. The trash piles, especially and like, like the, the trash whole, avalanche, the whole, like bulldozers, <laughs> like that fight, the oh, rehabilitation gosh. fight or whatever. What was that? Like, and there no were so idea. many scenes. Like when they were in Costco. They're clearly like walking like on a track on a set, and then there was like a green screen. Like it didn't, yeah. Like didn't even look like they were walking. Do you remember that shot? Like they were walking the, in place. The shot with all the red couches. It yeah. was like it was so noticeable. It was like oh my gosh. Yeah, there's so many points where you're just like wow. This, it takes yeah. you out of the movie. It's so bad because like it's a small budget film, and they mm. like very easily could have not have had those scenes. Like they they have a lot of like wide shots of like what the world looks like, and I guess it like builds it's like a world building and stuff, but it just looks so bad that like especially now it just takes me out of the movie. yeah, and I, I feel like they didn't need it. I don't yeah, I don't know that it added very much having having that there. I feel like especially like the shots of the White House and see, seeing how mm. that has changed and like the shots of the fields like they established the world enough and they had enough practical, yeah. especially like in the in the inner city when they were kind of running around. They had mm-hmm. that one tracking shot that we noticed. They were like, "Wow, they put a lot of effort <laughs> yeah, in." Yeah, I was this. like, "Oh, that was actually a good shot." That was- <laughs> It's like a good shot. It was like every, everything, everything else that was practical, you could tell they framed it in a very specific way as to like minimize how much effort they had to go into building the set. And yeah. then if they were going to do a CG shot, they were just going to make it as wide as possible and just, you know, not even <laughs> not even try to put that much effort into it. Yeah. It was funny. It's, it's just it's interesting looking back on Rotten Tomatoes and seeing that it had a 76. Like, yeah. Crit, I, I think it's certified fresh. Like, people who saw this movie at the time, critics genuinely really enjoyed it. Yeah. Idiocracy delivers the hilarity and biting satire that could only come from Mike Judge. Hmm. Like, is it biting satire? I don't I don't see anything about this movie that's very biting. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know about the biting satire. That's a bit of a stretch, I feel like. Yeah. But also, I know, I think it didn't perform well when it first came out, and now it's, like, built more of a cult following, so maybe the reviews have, like, changed over time, and people feel different. That's true. So maybe, like, on more viewings, you can pull more out of it. Because um, I definitely think there was there were, there were <laughs> I don't I don't think I'm ever gonna watch this movie. Again. Yeah, I don't but, think I would. But but I, I hope there that were, people who analyze this movie can take a lot out of it. I'm gonna sure. I'm gonna give some of it credit. Okay, so there were I wrote some stuff down because there were some particular like clever little tidbits that they're throwing in there, like small things that I definitely didn't catch all of them. But like when they first like <laughs> they like walks out and he walks over to the hospital the hospital name they like ran out of space on the building <laughs> and so like the letters curled down <laughs> like how it, like if you would run out of space on a paper this is like very subtle <laughs> it's like it was kind of funny yeah that was that was really funny that was a great moment that yeah. was a great piece of great or like they show like the city clock like and it's like a like a giant <laughs> Big Ben type clock, and it's like an alarm clock that they hadn't set, and it was just blinking at midnight. <laughs> That's like that was really funny. Yeah, I legitimately I think Mike Judge and the writers of this movie got in a room and was like, what what would be the the yeah. stupidest things that a society could do? Yeah, that, like every day they're just like packing mo- like thirty more jokes into there. Like there yeah. were a lot of so many small things like that. It was like that that was very well infused into the world, which I think works super. Well, like, I think the world was great, but it's like yeah. in terms of like actual character and actual plot, they had they had no idea. Yeah. They, I don't think they cared at all. I think yeah, I think the small bits were funny and like they really put a lot of time into thinking like, oh, this is like this would be funny in this world where everyone's stupid. But as far as like deeper social commentary, 
They didn't go there. Why? Why do you think they chose to hone in on Carl's Jr. <laughs> for, for? I don't know. Is that a was that a relevant place in 2005? Is that a relevant place now? I still I couldn't tell you the difference between Carl's Jr. and Hardee's. I, like, I've never been to either. You've never is, been to either? I don't think so. You've never been to like a shitty gas station? Not a gas I station. I see it but all like, the time, but I've like never once been like, I want that. Do you ever, like, you know when you're like on a road trip and you get off at one of those like highway superstores on the side of the road mm-hmm. to go take a shit and you're like, do I get Sbarro or do I get Hardee's? And you just gotta, you gotta pick whatever you're feeling in the moment. You've ever had yeah. that? Maybe, maybe. Okay. Like, but it's honestly been so forgettable that I, mm-hmm. I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It was just funny that like it was so they, funny. Yeah, it's funny they that chose, they picked on that. It was it was strange too because they they chose to use Carl's Jr. very explicitly, but then they didn't use Gatorade explicitly for the for the yeah they energy made up drink. a new a new company. It was like Brondo or something. Yeah, yeah but like the fact that it's kind of like silly that they're like using any of these companies because like. 400 years in the future, I really doubt any of the companies would be the same. I feel like, like they're. I feel like they're just all gonna. They're gonna become big conglomerates. I yeah, feel like that was one thing I wrote. Where I thought it was kind of interesting. It's like the. I think something. One of the commentaries they focus on is like how corporations are became monopolized over the country and like people they were like spot like the what was it the Brando Brando bought Brando the FDA and bought the, the FDA. FDA. <laughs> yeah. So is that a thing that could happen? Like, is that something he's trying to say? Like, oh, maybe in the future, like, corp- like I could see it happening with like Amazon. Mm-hmm. Like, Amazon has reached into so many different areas of like life now. Like, it's like you can get deliveries. I mean, they took over like like Whole Foods or whatever, and they're like doing groceries now. And like, Amazon wants to control your life. Like, Jeff, yeah, Amazon, Jeff, yeah, Jeff Bezos wants you to buy everything that you will ever need through Amazon. And like, yeah. once they control. You're, that system of supply, then they can they can control a lot of things. And yeah. I, th- I think and it's, as soon it's, as they get their hands on like something like legitimate or like put like have any sort of th- say into like politics or something, like well, damn, I mean, we're screwed. They, <laughs> they do. They like they like Bezos, Bezos is a, is a large contributor to in politics already, and he, mm. he likes to control media about him. I mean, Amazon yeah. and Jeff Bezos they own the Washington Post, mm-hmm. and so like the Washington Post can't oh, publish any negative articles about Amazon. They like there was one writer who That's scary. who published uh, like some op-ed calling out Amazon's practices in regards to how they treat their workers, and he was fired immediately. It's scary. Whoa, I, I didn't know that. That's actually that. Wow. I mean, that's like that's that's a different like topic. Goes, yeah, is like the monopolization like... of of the news media, but like you know the the necessity of having like a free and independent press to hold these people accountable for the, for these actions yeah, and to hold these corporations like, accountable. Yeah, absolutely. But, uh, yeah, I feel like the film might <laughs> have been saying something in regards to that, at least with like how this like what was it, Brano or whatever that. Like, Whatever the Gatorade knockoff company they were yeah. going for, it's like yeah. has taken over the world and like taken over the water supply and convinced everybody that this drink is better than water. Yeah, it was like the electrolytes. When the, when, <laughs> when the economy crashed, half the half of the population lost their jobs because they yeah. they switched from Brano to water for, uh, yeah. for watering Could the crops. Happen. I think in four hundred years, Amazon. It will be in so many different areas of life. It very well could be like half the population is working in some variety connected to Amazon. Well, yeah, I think or it's I think it's funny Apple like Apple or like whatever yeah, you want to go with. It's especially with with a lot of these. Um, I don't know, I don't know the, I don't know the proper term for it, but 
you have these companies like Uber or TaskRabbit or Lime where like they essentially they are the app and they they are the middleman but they need people on the on the ground to work for them mm. and so like just the other day I was in Venice and I saw a bunch of dudes who were picking up the the scooters to like go charge them and stuff yeah. and so and if you th- if you think about like those companies are, aren't very big like they could be bought out by Amazon and so mm. and then those people could ostensibly work for for Amazon and just be like not even know who their boss is necessarily not even yeah. know who like who the overlord over their their payment is but then you have all these people performing all of these tasks and essentially just to benefit the the powers that be thing, yeah. you, know, you have millions of uber drivers driving just to benefit the people who sit in the office all day and who design the app in the first place and who just keep the infrastructure there but yeah. like eventually down the line like you could have a company like amazon who owns all of those services and essentially is mm-hmm. it's just like all of these people work for amazon and then buy from amazon which that creates another whole issue too like if, if you work for amazon during the day and then you buy everything that you need your house your food your car from amazon then like they control literally everything about your life yeah <laughs> at that point yeah it's like the income you're making you're just spending back and giving back to their own company mm-hmm. which is like you're re- strange you're it's like they're like not they're not losing any money you know yeah because they're they're paying you but then they're just getting back the money because you're spending it on their goods <laughs> that's what's so that's scary. insane that's why that's scary gosh that's why we need to bernie sanders is is trying to push a stop bezos act <laughs> through the congress right now mm. and i really i really hope he gets more support for it than he has currently yeah <laughs> it's yeah it's it's actually kind of uh it's, it's definitely something that should be talked about. I feel like it isn't talked about. Like, all these companies monopolizing and... I yeah, know, that's interesting. Well, I, th- I think it's interesting because I don't know how much this has to do with idiocracy, but kind of like the the American ideal of like carving out your your own place and and kind of becoming the the biggest business power that you can be is like that's what's looked at as being a measure of success mm-hmm. in in America. And so like Jeff Bezos is essentially like living the American dream, and for a lot of people, they don't think that he's doing anything wrong with what he's doing, and he, so he will yeah. he will continue to a lot of people. Power power and resources for as long as as long as he wants to and people are not going to hold him accountable yeah i mean a lot of people have no problem with it like it doesn't it doesn't seem to affect them they enjoy amazon they enjoy getting these like fast shipments and mm-hmm. getting their groceries like they enjoy what's happening so like they're not going to change anything about it so imagine but, if amazon buys gatorade and then starts putting electrolytes yeah. and everything like there yeah, you go. I, I, people are going to be on board like people would be down to hop in yeah uh, that's horrifying <laughs> But honestly, like, I don't know. I don't know how much of, like, Mike Judge was going for that in the movie because I don't know how relevant it was 13 years ago because, like, Amazon was not as big a thing. Yeah, um, I don't know, I don't know I don't even know Amazon even started. I have no idea. Yeah, I have no idea. Um, but <laughs> I, I don't know if he was going for it, but it does seem really relevant right now. And I think a lot of this movie is really relevant right now, and so maybe that's why I'm bagging on the movie so much is because I feel like now if they made that movie, it would have been... Um, there would have been way more social commentary, and I think it could have been a lot better and have more discussion about it. Mm-hmm. But maybe in 2005, these things weren't quite as relevant, so they weren't trying to go for it. You know, like the smaller, funny mm-hmm. bits is what all they were going for. That's true. That's true. I I, maybe. I don't I don't know how much Mike Judge cares about actually making a statement, because even even in a show like like Silicon Valley, like. I don't. I don't know if you if you've watched the show. Yeah, I watched it. But he like each at the end of each season, they kind of just f- fall into the next 
advancement or wave or whatever mm. whatever path the the business is taking and and there's there's no they don't really care about creating something that actually benefits society yeah. and benefits the world like they're really just in it for themselves trying to trying yeah. to make money and so it's kind of like and and like yes there there is like they want to be independent and they don't want to sell out to do it but like at the end of the day like they don't actually care about possibly benefiting the world and i, I wonder if mike judge is, is kind of saying like through his movies like at the end of the day like he just wants to make movies he just wants to have a good time and whether they positively impact the world or not he doesn't necessarily give a shit yeah maybe <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't, don't want to call out my judge. Like I don't know. Hopefully he's not listening to this right now. He's definitely not. <laughs> we don't know. We don't know. Maybe one day he'll check it out. We don't know when he does in his spare time. Yeah, maybe. What? Yeah, I don't know because. I don't know because I feel like a lot of this other content. I mean, I haven't really seen. I don't. Besides Silicon Valley, I haven't really seen like I, like Beavis and Butthead. I haven't even seen Office Space yet. Um. But I don't know, like, I feel like his most of his work isn't go much beyond, like, just the humor aspect of it, you know? Like, Silicon Valley is definitely very well-written and, like, is, like, a good show. Um, but, like, Beavis and Butthead, like, I don't really know much about it, but I feel like there's not a lot of commentary going on behind it. So I feel like... Well, I, I almost wonder if there's more commentary for him going on when he when he depicts stupid people in his like I, I think mm, I think it's maybe. interesting like that there's such a stark divide between Beavis and Butthead and Silicon Valley where on one on one end of the spectrum he's showing the lowest common denominator of yeah. human intelligence and on the other end he's showing what the what smartest. the ideal of being smart in modern society has become which isn't necessarily to make an impact, which isn't necessarily to be a positive force in society, but really it's just to, like, stake out your claim, make it, make your money, and then call it a day, you know? Yeah, I feel, um, yeah, I feel like Mike Judge is actually really interested. From what it seems like, it seems like he's interested in, like, the intelligence of people and, like, how that will affect the future. Like, these people in Silicon Valley are, like, focused on themselves and not progressing, like, as a society, like, really. They're not, like, trying to better society. And like, which almost kind of parallels like the plot of Idiocracy a little bit, just like how like they were only better in themselves, and like dumb people ended up like kind of taking over, like inadvertently. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like I'm reaching. <laughs> I, like, I I think it's it's rather than a parallel, it's almost like a contrast. It's mm -hmm. it's to show that there is this unity among people who aren't necessarily looking to stake their claim in the world and are more so just looking for the the greatest common good like these the people in idiocracy are all understanding that there are issues with society and we want to we want to solve them and then as soon as we're they're solved we're good like we're not trying to reinvent the wheel we're not trying to come up with because i i think that's one of the biggest issues with people in Silicon Valley today is that they create products to address needs that they think <coughs> I'm sorry yeah. to address needs that they think that people have um, without fully understanding the repercussions that they can create mm -hmm. um, and so I don't know like with with Amazon like we have no idea the repercussions that that a company that size can mm -hmm. can have and and if if a company has that much influence over somebody's life like how much how much that can negatively affect society but the idiots in idiocracy are like they don't they don't give a shit about having like a big company as long as like that company is just like working for the betterment of everybody mm -hmm. and so 
like maybe maybe at the end of the day it's it's not so much about like being personally successful but it's about being communally successful yeah and i think that was definitely like inadvertently a message in the idiocracy of just like these people are like unified and they're all dumb but they're all like unified together about it you know they're dumb like, but they're dumb together yeah they're dumb <laughs> but they're dumb together it's, but honestly though like people feel very educated now and like people try to be really involved in politics and like but it just create it, it forces a lot of debate and like a lot of divide and tension right now and it's almost like this opposite thing in this movie and it's showing like unification it's almost like mike judge is saying like if you like argue less, like i don't know i don't know like if you just like argue less yeah i i wonder if it's something to do with like if we can get beyond our differences and look at how we're similar and mm-hmm. look at you know and I, I think i think that's that's one of the issues with with modern culture is that there there's very little common ground where people can kind of mm-hmm. come to the same place and enjoy the same things and and be around similar people like everyone loves their niche and everyone loves to be around people who are like them and and other ostracize mm-hmm. other groups that that aren't very similar to them and like i know i'm susceptible to that i bet everybody is um but like the people in this movie like they can they all go home they all jerk off to the same things they all are watching the dude get kicked in the balls they love watching the monster truck rehabilitation together like like that kind yeah. of unity like is it is important for for people and it, and if you're going to have like a well functioning community like you need everybody to to kind of be on the same page and you get there by having common ground through through entertainment and through you know, just under understanding people yeah. instead of only understanding people who are like you and dismissing everybody else. Yeah, I, I kind of plays into this like idea that idiocracy is almost like this idealistic version in a way, at least as far as like unification and like people putting aside their differences and like coming together for some common thing, mm-hmm. whether it's just like dumb entertainment or like whatever it is, but like they all agreed on like issues and stuff. And it's just, I feel like the way we're headed with like tension now and like just, I could see 100, 200, 400 years from now, it, the tension has only gotten worse and there's like factions and we're more divided than ever. Um, and it's just gonna be totally the opposite almost of what it is portrayed in this movie. Mm-hmm. Do you think it'd be interesting to talk about what we think the world is going to look like, like five hundred? If if if, yeah. if, if it's just, actually I, it's hard to predict. Like, it's, it's hard guess. to predict, obviously. Um, yeah, like where where do you think where do you think America's going to be in in twenty twenty five oh five? I I don't know, because I mean I'm not like totally the best educated on like climate change, but like as far as at least is where we're headed, if we don't make like serious changes, that's like the most immediate factor that's going to be playing like is the world mm-hmm. going to be around in 2505 like you know like like water levels are rising like there's going to be whole cities and coastal areas that are just going to be gone in like the next 50 to 100 years and so it's not going to be totally because they didn't touch about that as nearly enough in the movie so like yeah. it's automatically going to be different from how the movie portrayed it because they didn't talk about that if we if, if so if if we could take out climate change from the conversation mm-hmm. and more so just from like a social perspective though where where do you think America like would be theoretically if we make it? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I I would hope that 
technology improves and like society improves and we use technology to benefit ourselves and not devolve like as they're portraying in the movie um i think we're like in this technological like boom right now and i would think that's only going to continue for the next like hundred several hundred years and so i think the future is going to be hopefully like smarter we're going to have come up with solutions to like problems that we're doing and a lot of it's going to be through like technology but i don't i don't know like the specifics but i, I really mm-hmm. don't think we're gonna like devolve as like they're saying in the movie like i don't like it's it, it's an interesting debate of whether like dumb people reproduce more than smart people yeah. and like <laughs> like that's it's funny but i don't think it would like actually happen yeah um yeah. and i don't think we would let ourselves as like a society like let dumb people like take over the world essentially like i don't think like scientists mm. are going to suddenly be focused on like like whatever they're talking about like hair loss and stuff like i don't think yeah. they're gonna like put aside real legitimate issues for stupid issues mm. um I don't know. what do you think well i was gonna i was gonna follow that up like where where do you what do you imagine the role of artificial intelligence being in in the next 500 years and do you think that yeah. that could contribute to a potential devolving of human intelligence like our reliance on on that's fair i already see that today like the reliance that people have on their phones and on google and Mm -hmm. being being able to look up information instantly rather than remembering things like yeah my parents used to just have to study and actually remember things to like know what was going on in the world like they couldn't just look it up on their phone and and i know for myself like i live in this constant state of immediate information rather Mm -hmm. than containing information over time and focusing on what's important over time. And I think that that's a very different way of... Everything's so fast Everything is so fast, but everything mm -hmm. is also forgotten so quickly. Yeah. If you take any issue, like any political issue, like not to get political, but like take any issue like that hasn't been resolved like people talk about it people forget about it people move on and nothing's ever addressed and that's part maybe partly because of just like the way society has been built through technology and just like how fast-paced like social media is and people you know change profile pictures and post about it and then they move on and Mm -hmm. um yeah it's interesting i totally agree and i i think that that will only continue like as as artificial intelligence and its its influence in our lives continues to develop yeah um i mean think about like my parents like my dad always said that like um like he would just like wonder things like he would just like something like even like menial that's just like we're having a conversation like oh like what was that guy's name from that thing like now he can just look it up like before he would just like wonder Mm -hmm. and so he thought it was awesome like when you could just look that up instantly and like have that answer but it's almost going to become to a point like you're saying that we're going to be over reliant on that and like we're just gonna wonder and get it and forget it and like move on. Like it's always just gonna be like, I don't need to think about it or remember it because it's just a thought that I can look up. Mm-hmm. Like if I ever need to think of it again, I'll just look it up again. Yeah, the depth and of memory the, is gonna be totally exactly gone. like the depth of knowledge possible is is not gonna matter because like yeah. you're not gonna have to think deeply about anything. Like every every basic need that you could have is gonna be taken care of. Like you will yeah. have water, you will have food, you will have a place to stay. Like we will, like we will reach a point as a society where everybody has that. And like beyond that, if you want to know something, you will be able to know it instantly. If you 
Yeah, and, and, and I feel like, like we're focusing on that too much. Like, oh, like take a, like a Siri or a Lexus. Like, they live in your house, and you can just like be like, "Hey, like, what was this thing?" Like, it's like it's so easy now to look it up that mm. it's just like they're in the room with you, and eventually it could be like, like an AI, like in a body of a human, like that kind of thing. Like where it's just like another extension of a human is like an AI, and they're just like a person who is just smarter than you. Yeah, and you're just like succumb to like their knowledge. Like, yeah. what if there's like an AI president and like. 300 years 400 years that's the thing like it based on the model presented by idiocracy like if the smartest person in the world is supposed to be coming up with solutions for the world then clearly it's not going to be humans in the near future yeah AI, AI it's AI dangerous is... i feel like that's a slippery slope because it's dangerous it to put slope, yeah like a robot or a machine into like power because like take any science fiction movie <laughs> if you like like every plot line of every science fiction movie is that like they somehow like realize all the problems in the world and then they will like come up with some like just totally drastic measure of solving it and yes that's a way to measure it but like you're killing millions of people in the process or, like something that's like true. that like they, yeah. they it's all logic and no emotion and like that's something that's needed when you have a lot of power like that, you need to have like this balance. Mm-hmm. And, and, but I'm I'm wondering like, are we getting it to a point where we will be able to program emotion, and it, like because emotion is is almost just as scientific as as logic is in in a lot of ways. Um, and maybe. I think it's I think it's more objective than we give it credit for. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of people feel emotion in very similar ways, and so like it is studyable and it is you know. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know how much. I don't know how much time we have left. But Maybe we have like seven-ish minutes or whatever. But um, we have seven minutes left. Yeah, I was that's what it says on here. Yeah, my phone says it's two fifty-eight. Oh, this is this is behind. Oh yeah, yeah we, we can we can start wrapping it up. But describe it. I remember um, just real fast. I remember I read um, a short story about like an, an AI who was running a city and they they had solved poverty, they they had solved crime, they had made traffic flow so much easier because like they mm-hmm. they there there are ways that they can run mathematical models and, and solve those problems in ways that humans will never be able to, especially based on you know different allegiances to different groups and, and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember like the 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 short story is premise on this character who goes in and is saying oh I don't want artificial intelligence running the world like this isn't okay it should be human run mm-hmm. um, and he's, they, he's having a conversation with the AI but then it gets to a point where the AI reveals to that character that this had all been established to like give this person a purpose because mm-hmm. like this this person needed something greater in their life so they wanted to feel like a hero and so this the AI knew that and so laid out yeah. a series of events in their life to like lead to this moment and so then the, the AI has police officers come in and like take that person away and the person's screaming like I'll be back to get you and the AI is like that was always part of my plan to give you and like this will be a second oh. round of having that purpose you know Wait, what is this from? It's I, I'll send you a link it's, it's this incredible short story it's from the guy it's from Alex Garland it's from the guy who wrote Ex Machina oh, oh yeah. I love that guy okay love yeah. that guy yeah, yeah. okay yeah. I, no, that's really interesting. I thought it was um, super interesting. I thought it, I thought like the the way in which like if AI can learn emotion, like we will be 
given literally everything that we could want. Like AI will know what we want before we want it and we'll be able to establish our almost like storylines for us to live out to to get to that result, which is so interesting. It's kind of scary. Like, (laughs) like should we be going to that? Like, should we allow if like they can play with our emotion and like do it? Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, to be fair, like he had a purpose and he like, lived a life full of purpose which is like what he wanted yeah like he didn't want to be purposeless so like is that such a bad thing but like also do you want to give that power away like you know that's, that's the thing is like it's an interesting I, I i almost feel like it's it's we've we've already started on a path that we're never going to be able to recover from yeah. already it's 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 the same thing with climate change we like we will never be able to go back to a time when when that's not a goal that we're striving towards as a society is to to try to reach artificial intelligence to try to achieve and solve every single problem that we could possibly have through technology and by doing that like we are we are curving the edges off of life we are we are trying to we're 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 making it we're making it easier for everybody we're trying to put everybody in a bubble to make everybody safe but at the end of the day like that might not be the best thing for humanity Oh, that's a depressing way to end the show. <laughs> it's a great way to end the show. I love it. I love it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um, let's just let's move on. <laughs> just, overall, um, kind of like to end the show. Like, would you recommend this movie? And what were your overall thoughts now that we kind of talked about it? Did it change anything at all? Um, I definitely I would recommend the movie to to anybody who's interested in in futurism and understanding people. I think it's it's like it's it, this movie may not have a lot to say specifically, but I think it's a great conversation starter. And it's it's only eighty four yeah. minutes; it's not too long. Um, and I definitely I enjoyed the conversation that we had, and that that stemmed out of the movie, yeah. not necessarily about the movie, but from the movie. So, yeah, yeah, I definitely think the movie itself is like just another dumb comedy, and it's a movie with a premise, but like can't follow up on that but the premise is so interesting and the ideas they almost present (laughs) throughout the movie are interesting enough to have a conversation about it and like i mean we just had a conversation about it and like i think there's a lot of stuff that like should be discussed and like it's really relevant to today um and like just where we're headed um and so i think it's it's worth the watch just so you can have that conversation yeah i totally agree but the movie could have done more itself to push that conversation or give any message of itself um but it's worth it's worth it's worth the watch i would say it's worth the watch yeah. i want to see if if mike judge actually starts to get serious like later on in his career that yeah. would be that would be kind of interesting i'm curious what his current thoughts are on this movie if like if he would ever go back and change or anything about the movie yeah. and like how uh, especially he thinks of like the current climate we're in with like our presidency and just like the future and like what he thinks how that affects the movie like i don't know yeah. i'm curious i'm curious too yeah um, maybe maybe it'll be time for an idiocracy too coming yeah. up who knows that would be interesting be interesting yeah um but yeah that's about it that's that's all the time we got um well thank you for thank you for coming on the show thanks for having me man yeah this is a good time um, yeah um this is, this is a good conversation we had um yeah uh we'll have a new episode uh next monday and you can listen then Um, (laughs) (laughs) don't know what movie we're gonna do yet but uh hopefully maybe i'll start planning this out like a week in advance and i'll actually know what movie i'm doing next week but 
That's, 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 that's for now. Oh, this is not you, big guy. Yeah. Um, but all right, yeah, we're gonna play some music now. All right, adios. <laughs>